Hi, everyone. Welcome to Spirit Switchboard. I am your host, Carrie Lynn Shelburne, and you are listening to us live on the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network 105.3 and 107.7 New Orleans. Tonight on uh, Spirit Switchboard, I have paranormal investigator, Jasmine, actually lead investigator, and Jasmine Eric Mantel of Eric Mantel Investigations. <laughs> Well, hi, hi, hi. How are you? <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me on. Uh, hi, Deborah. Thanks for for joining us. And you know, we'll let that hello beautiful maybe go to both of us. <laughs> <laughs> it could go Perfect. to both of us. Perfect. Yes, yes. <laughs> hi, Joanna. Thanks for joining us tonight. Well, it's so good to be here. Where can you let people know where you're joining me? From? Yes, I am coming? currently. I'm. I'm currently coming to you from Mars. Uh, on the uh, no, I'm coming from Bucks County, Pennsylvania, um, which is about sixty miles northeast of Philadelphia. Gotcha. And uh, it's a great area here. Very, very historical area. Uh, we're in the area right down the street. Well, sort of right down the street from me is where Washington crossed the Delaware. So it's, uh, oh. yeah, so it's a very, very historical area and I've been here pretty much most of my life. Right. So can you talk about or give just a, a quick sort of background how you went from um, music, from jazz <laughs> into paranormal? I have some thoughts about that, actually. Well, um, yeah, I'd like to hear them. <laughs> but well, I, I, I have a kiddo that is so musically gifted. And he's my kid that's super intuitive as well, too, and, and has had his own experiences. And I just think that you, um, people that are in the music industry feel, you feel on such a different level in such a sensory way. Oh, I to totally agree. Um, you know, my, I'm an only child. So my parents, uh, you know, we didn't have much growing up, but we managed to have a uh, pretty in tune some of the time. A piano in the house and my parents mm. could always find me at the piano making I was just fascinated making up melodies and things it's like three or four yeah. years old I was at the piano and so my mother was a school teacher and my father was blue collar you know so he didn't really he, but my dad could sit down at the piano and play whatever he wanted you know he was mm. just a it would come to his and he had a, a psychic uh you know, intuition as well. But my mom took like 10 years of lessons and really didn't play much, you know, but she, she could play, but not to the level of, you know, where I am or whatever. But I was uh, pretty much sitting at the piano. And then I went from there to when I was 14, I found the music of Dave Brubeck, who mm. I'm sure some of your listeners would know his most famous song, uh, Take Five and Blue Rondo a la Turk and all. He had one of the very first, well, actually the first jazz record in the 60s to be a gold record. So the, the song was called Take Five and that was just, it, it went gold. But I uh, found Dave Brubeck's music and just had that epiphany of like, this is what I want to do. So I did everything I could. I'm just giving you a quick synopsis back. Yeah, I love it. Pretty much, you know, I learned everything I could on Dave Brubeck. Um, you know, listened to a lot of his music. Um, and then I, I took maybe a year's worth of piano lessons. And I, so my piano teacher, I was coming to the lessons playing a lot of this Dave Brubeck, very hard, obscure, very difficult music. 
and my piano teacher was trying to teach me Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. So it was, he said, you know, I can't really teach you. You're going to kind of have to go your own way. And that's pretty much what I've done most of my life now. And uh, in 1993, now that was 1982 that I had a year's worth of lessons. 1993, I started my very first uh, quartet and it was Eric Pintel Quartet. And uh, we started doing the college circuit. Uh, then in 1998, got a chance to perform uh, when I called the White House to ask to perform. And wow. uh, asked, I pretty much said, you know, do you have any programs where you send musicians to, around to perform? And I wanted to perform for any kind of positive outreach, like performing for troops overseas, any kind of like, you know, homeless. Right. So they invited me and my quartet to perform for a holiday dinner reception for the president, Clinton, at the time. And uh, and that was 1998. And uh, so and then 2011, got a chance to perform for President Obama. So it's been an ongoing thing with, with my music. And the guys that are with me now, uh, we've been together over 20 years. Wow. And, uh, and I've been and I'm celebrating 30 years now as a band leader. That, but but awesome. now going back a little bit 2016 pretty much my whole life i've always been interested in normal um you know always have in here especially here in bucks county so many stories ghost stories ufos bigfoot all kinds of different uh locations here that are just off the chart haunted and it's because of the great rich history that we uh, a lot of ties to the Underground Railroad, which we'll talk about as well. And uh, yeah. so in 2016, I was looking at a lot of the paranormal shows that were on TV. And I said, you know, I can do something like that. I can do that. Um, at the time, I had a television show called Talking Jazz with Eric Mintel. And it was on a television television network in New, uh, New Jersey. And I asked them, I said, could you, would you be interested in doing like a, having a paranormal show? And they said, yeah, that'd be great. So we started doing, so the, the videos started and then people started coming to us wanting to do videos awesome. of their inns, bed and breakfasts, all kinds of different things. So yeah. now it's, now we're getting on a lot more different networks. We've got, um, just got picked up by Temple University Television in Philadelphia. Um, mm -hmm. We're on a lot of, you know, community stations around the country and, uh, and cable networks too, but, uh, and on YouTube and, and Facebook. But that's what's been going on. And I mean, the, we, we cover it all. We've covered, you know, ghosts, Bigfoot, UFOs, dogman sightings, which we'll talk yeah. about too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's been phenomenal. And my jazz audience is following me into the paranormal world, which is really cool. Yeah, it's fabulous. It's fabulous. It's quite a journey, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to get to some of these people who are saying hello to us. Oh, Kirsten. Nicole. So I did do a reading for your mom yesterday and I'm glad that it was incredible. And, and I hope that we are able to connect at some point as well, too. Thank you for coming on today and, and listening to the show. Hey, Julie. Hi, <laughs> hi Julie. Julie is an awesome, awesome, another psychic medium. Oh, brilliant. You should, you should definitely be in. She's, uh, she, she's like, I love the colors Thank you. on you. Thank you. Um, you should definitely friend her on Facebook. She's awesome. Uh, she, uh, Julie's accompanied us on a couple of uh, investigations. And on this last one, we're doing oh, two okay. uh, for the Tampa Museum. I think, was Julie at the uh, the inn? There was one at an 
in, I think, that I watched. Was, was that Julie? That was, no, that was Karen Luchin. But uh, okay. Julie, Julie did the New Hope Railroad with me. Sorry, Julie, that I, I didn't get that right. But I will find the video and I will link it on my socials tomorrow to make up for <laughs> what I just did. But right. yeah, let's connect for sure. Yeah, she was on uh, the New Hope Railroad. It's the uh, New Hope Railroad Haunted Rails. Yeah. Haunted oh, I did write Haunted Rails down. Yeah. 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 Okay. And phenomenal. And uh, yeah, so and she's been in this new one, too, with, along with Dominic. Um, and I'll tell you, this this new video that we're doing at this Vampa Museum is off the charts. It's yeah, I'm looking forward uh, to having both Dominic and Ed on the show separately. Hi, Monica. Thank you for joining us. And you should have Julie on, too. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be great. Hi, Karen. Thank you for listening all the way in Australia. All the way from Down Under. Down Under. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, hi, Kim. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. I uh, am grateful that you're here. Hi, Denise Smits. <laughs> That's okay. I get redder as the show goes just because <laughs> I get excited. So we can both blush through the whole thing. <laughs> just getting us caught up. Still get goosebumps watching all that you did yesterday. Absolutely incredible. Thank you very much, Kirsten. To be honest, I don't tend to watch anything over again. It's like I have a hard time watching myself. I just don't. Been there, done that. Let's move on to the next. Stuff, oh sure, right? yeah. I think that's. Um, human, I think that's human nature, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi, Kathy. Thank you for joining us. Um. Oh, Tina. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Diane. Thank you for joining us. Anita, thank you very much. Eric, do you, what was your first paranormal investigation? Like, what's the one that really hooked you in? Well, do you remember? Oh, yeah. Um, well, we, I should say which one really, you know, changed my whole perspective. Yes, I would love to hear that. Was, the, was when we investigated uh, the Beast of Bray Road in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Um, now, the Beast of Bray Road, for your listeners that may or may not know, uh, the Beast of Bray Road is supposed to be an upright canine, uh, dogman, werewolf-type creature. And it's about six like, to seven. All the way back from, like, the 1930s. Right. It's It's been around since the 30s. But yeah. Linda, Linda Godfrey had brought it back to prominence again in the early 90s because... and. I should say that sightings never diminished. Just people didn't come forward with their sightings, but they had been happening for years. So in the 90s, people are seeing this thing all over the place down there, out in, in Wisconsin. So uh, when we did this investigation, this was uh, October of 2021, so relatively only a couple of years ago. So um, our good friend and fan, Ellen Collins, uh, she loves our our show, and she had said to me, she said, you know, we ought to do a, uh, a documentary on the Beast of Bray Road. I said, well, I would love to do that, and it sounds awesome. I said, just, you know, the thing is, how are we going to do it? How are we going to get out there, and who's going to pay for it? You know, so she said, hey, I'll pay for it. So she basically paid our way yeah. for this video to happen, and we're so grateful for her. So I made her executive producer on that, Brilliant. but I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, we... Uh, 
the, how that whole thing came about, just to give you a quick synopsis, was um, I was watching a show called Paranormal Declassified, and I had seen Lee Hample, who was the right. farmer that basically has had all this activity on his on his farm, on his hay farm. And just watching him on the show, just it made me say to myself, man, this guy looks like he's really approachable. I'm going to try to get him. I'll, I'll try to reach out to him on, on the Internet and see if we could do something on the property. Well, I reached out to him that night and we talked for two hours on the phone. And he sent me picture after picture of the creature, footprints, hair samples, all weird UFO lights going through the woods and everything. And I was hooked. I was like, my God, we got to do something here. So it, what, that was in December of 2020. And then it wasn't until July of 2021 that we decided that we were going to do the video. That's a lot of buildup. Oh, like yeah. That's a, that's a lot of time to Big think time. about getting there. Big time. And it was just basically yeah. just, I mean, we had been doing productions prior to that and doing other videos but um that was something i was like man and i have to say too when i first heard of the uh the beast of bray road i didn't really put too much into it only because you know i had heard about it i didn't really put too much into it i i, I kind of knew that we were going to get a great documentary we were going to talk to some really cool people and <laughs> i not thinking once that we'd ever have an encounter with this thing and we did on the night of October 3rd, 2021. I'll never forget it. Like a visual encounter? Visual and audio, an audio encounter. So, and for your listeners, they could check out my video. It's called um, uh, The Beast of Bray Road, Alive and Well, because there is something there. And what we heard that night, uh, it was just, I mean, we were in, if, if people could picture this, we were in this hay field. So it's basically a 35 acre hay field. And on either side in this rectangle, this big rectangle is corn on either side. And the hay is already down. It's already been harvested for the year. So we're over in an area called the bait area that Lee has put, you know, roadkill deer over in this to try to lure this thing in to get some pictures on the trail cam. So we're in that area. And, and earlier in the day, I wound up baiting the area with steak bones that we had the night before. So that all day I'm thinking to myself, was that a good or bad idea? But apparently it was a good idea because, so we're standing there and all of a sudden, the first thing that happened though, we had like a trifecta of paranormal activity. The first thing that happened was Don, Dominic looks up. So joining Can me- Can you on, tell people who Dominic is? Yeah, Dominic's my spirit medium uh, paranormal partner in this in the series. Uh, he and I have known each other since high school. You can and, tell. Uh, yeah. Like you, you interact like brothers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. And, but here's the thing in high school, I never even knew he was a medium. I mean, we we're, pra we were practicing martial arts, working out and whatever, but it wasn't until like 29 years later, he got married and I got married. Life went in different directions. And yeah. then he came back in through a mutual friend and he had said to me, he's like, Hey, you know, I would probably be good on your investigations. And, you know, I'm a medium. I'm like, what? I said, you never told me this. So anyway, he was with me that night and uh, he's been amazing because they, he gives us a preview of what we're in store for, mm. but, but out in Elkhorn, it was completely out of his wheelhouse because this thing was off the charts. It was just crazy. So the first thing he's, he's standing there, it was, it was me, Dominic, Ellen Collins and Ellen's son, Scott, who was working the camera and he was our drone operator. 
And just real quick, he sees a, we all see this. He goes, what the hell is that? And we look up and there's an, a solid orb of light going over the field. What color? And white, all bright, bright white going over the field. And these, these are some of the things that Lee has talked about. So we're seeing this thing go over and we see other planes in the area. And, you know, we, we did some research later to make sure it wasn't a space station, satellite, mm-hmm. like that. And it wasn't anything in the star mass. But this thing comes right over. And we're just looking at this thing. We're trying to figure out what the heck it is. And all of a sudden, it does a little 45-degree angle and blinks out. And you could see it all in the video. Mm-hmm. So the, the second thing that happens, so we're, we're startled. We're like, this is within five minutes of being out there. Then the second thing that happens, we hear a howl in the distance. And then we hear another one close by. And we're like, Dominic's like, are you hearing this howl? And Ellen goes, yeah, it's coming from over there. And as she says that, the next howl was so close. And it sounded like a, to me, it sounded like a man screaming, this low guttural scream, growl, yell combination. And you could hear it all in the video. And the the amazing thing is we had these little lavalier microphones that we had for close miking. Right. That it it was that loud to pick that up from a hundred yards away. And so it was really louder on site where we were, but when you hear it on the video, it's it's that loud in, in yeah. on the video. So right away we're like, what the hell is this? You know, and I'm like, uh oh. And not Stop. not a wolf, not not a yipping coyote. like a coyote. Nope, it wasn't a wolf. That's what we, I mean. We went over this and over yeah. this. Wasn't a wolf. Was not a coyote. Definitely not a coyote because it didn't pitch. It was right. monotone. It was just a monotone sound. Coyotes will pitch, you know. They yeah. and they've got, but this was one solid tone, and that was the one thing. And then the third thing, actually four things, but the third thing that happened right after that, we saw this weird mist coming up from the field that we were in and it was messing with our electronics. And this is another, this is another uh, like part of this Bigfoot dogman phenomena where this mist comes in. Uh, Lee has a picture. This is, this will blow your mind. Lee has a picture on his trail cam where you see this mist coming over and it's pitch. I mean, it's in the middle of the day, but you see this mist on a clear day Mist comes over this deer in the trail cam picture, one picture. The next picture is like 30 seconds later. The mist is gone and so is the deer, like this roadkill deer, gone. Mm. So that's wild. What, what I mean, and some of the pictures that he sent or that he showed us with the hair samples with no, no medulla, they were just clear and uh, translucent very very strange so that was the one thing that really just changed my whole perspective in an investigation of what's out there and uh, but i i encourage folks to uh go check out that video it's called um and it's on our youtube page eric Mintel investigates it's on uh the beast of bray road alive and well and i'll tell you it was just and we're still wrapping our heads around it the the most unbelievable not unbelievable thing because it happened so we went back the next year in uh, april of 2022 and we did a follow-up investigation there. Now we didn't encounter it this time, but what we did get was over 140 people showed up at our town hall meeting to tell their story of seeing this creature. And they all described the same thing and the way it, when it was on two legs, how it was gliding. And then when it's on all fours, it's really fast. So that's Does it something... look wolf-like? 
right. It was very like very, very wolf like, but not wolf. More dog like. Mm. So uh, the snout know, is different. Yeah. Interesting. Very, okay, and... I have I have more questions, but I just don't want to leave this this lady hanging. So yeah, yeah, I want yeah. to respond yeah, yeah. to her really quickly, if that's okay. So mm -hmm. I just want to say hi and thank you very much for for joining us and um you were asking i appreciate that you were asking if we're, we're taking uh questions or if i'm taking questions uh psychic questions and i am not uh but i appreciate that you're here and, and thank you for asking that uh tonight we we are chatting with eric mantel about all things paranormal cryptid uaps <laughs> all of it Everything. i love it Yes, I, I agree. I love hearing the stories as well, too. Part of, I think it was maybe part two, maybe it was part two that I saw a bit of where the um, the hotel keys oh, yeah. demagnetized. Yes, which, again, was so weird. I mean, that was, and the other thing in that, there's something going on out there as far as like, uh, you know, interdimensional. The land itself, do you think? The land itself, yes, because... You know, and as out as this sounds, you know, and, and I know we're talking about this, but, you know, interdimensional stuff, you know, there there was a point in that investigation. So Scott wears virtual reality glasses while he's doing the drone. He's got these very high end drones. So he's he's following us. We were doing some reconnaissance earlier in the day in that field. And as we're walking in the field, he's looking at us to make sure we're OK. All of a sudden we disappeared at this section in the field over by that bait area. And it completely we disappeared off of his screen. He had to lift the glasses up to see where we were there, but we just weren't there electronically in his in his vision, which was really weird. And again, and that's where we had that activity happen. And different types of activity. Told, well, that night for that for yeah. the for the house, that was that. But yeah, Lee's got him. Oh my God, he's got so much activity there. And you know, you think to yourself, how how is this possible? You know. Yeah. But he's got pictures to prove it. That's the other thing. And it is life-changing and life-altering. Oh, my God. Well, he, Kathy, he, Kathy is just asking, um, do you feel it's a portal? Do oh, yeah. Oh, totally. There? Totally. Yeah, I would definitely say there's some kind of portal activity there. Um, you know, Lee never gave a hoot about paranormal. He didn't have any interest in that at all until right. one night that this thing presented itself on his property. And he sees two red glowing eyes staring at him then it jumps 50 feet and he could not believe it so he was a believer from that point and then yeah. all the, then the the tracks that he found and it's very brave to be a believer out loud oh yeah like to say this is my story and this is my truth and this is this is this is what's happening and let me, invite people there right let me tell you it's even braver to be on site like we were I, boots on the <laughs> that's I mean, so funny that you see that <laughs> My dad and my stepmom have been together over 30 years and uh, she is indigenous. They live on a reserve outside of uh, Sault Ste. Marie, um, Ontario. And he was telling me, I don't know, a number of years ago, I know I've shared this story a few times, but I think it's brilliant um, that somebody had saw uh, on the reserve in this hunting bluff, uh, 
bipedal creature, nine to 10 feet tall, dragging part of the hind end of a moose. And I'm like, dad, do you think somebody will take me out there? And he's like, are you crazy? Do you want to die? And I'm like, yeah. it would be epic. Like it would be epic. <laughs> somebody needs to bring a camera. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> Let's totally. go. Well, that's, and that's people were saying, what, what, what they were saying, why didn't you stay out there longer? And I'll, well, here's the other thing. I would have stayed out there longer, but the thing I didn't mention was that we did see it because we, in, we heard it and then we shine the light over to where that howl was coming from. Right. And here, about six feet up in the, uh, in the corn, we see eyes going like this, darting back and forth, like stalking us, you know? And mm -hmm. we didn't have any uh, protection whatsoever. Mm -hmm. We had no, we had a flashlight and a radio. That was it. You know, yeah. like a walkie-talkie. And I said to the team, I said, listen, listen, this thing's telling us that it's it's their territory. Get the hell out of here. And, and we, we just left. Safety is important regardless of whatever type of investigation it is. Like oh, yeah. safety needs safety needs to be a factor first. And having the encounter was brilliant and you captured it. And, you know, going back again is, is different. You And you're prepared different, right? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we're definitely prepared now for sure. I mean, yeah. we now we know kind of what we're dealing with. But uh, do you think they remember you? Do you think like, you know, we you can smell a bear coming from a, a mile a, away? Like, is there a smell? Do they smell you and remember? Do they remember sight? Like, do you think that that's a good question? That very well could be. You know, I don't know. Um But I do know this, though. It was just that we did. The, and I'm, I was almost glad not not because of the fear factor. I was kind of glad that we didn't encounter it because then I would be like, well, people would say, well, wait, every time they go out there, they're seeing this thing, you know, because, but we just happened to hit it that first time. We happened to hit it just at the right time. We were at the right time at the right place. I mean, there's the travel channels done stories on this yeah. history channel. They have not gotten anything close to what we've got. When and you hear the howls too, like you're, you're the, you just get that chicken skin. You get well, goosebumps I, from head to toe. I, yeah, I did. You know, and I didn't at first. It was that, like, what is that? You know, it's like, but I was more like, what are we hearing? What is this? Mm -hmm. You know, it was that curiosity. I was actually, I was pretty calm. Now, Dominic, if you talk to Dominic, he'll tell you that I was ready to dive into the, into the truck there. But right. I was basically like trying to figure out what the heck this was, you know? And, uh, and then Ellen, here's the other weird thing too. So Ellen had this weird dream when she was, and in the video, people could see this. Like when we heard the second howl, Ellen is still looking at this UFO and she's looking up there. And she had said she had a dream where this creature put its like claw in her palm and she could see everything that, why it was there. Oh. And you know, what the you know what the weird thing is? Lee has had that same dream and they didn't know anything about that. Mm. They, they never compared notes there. So that telepathic communication in some form, right? It's weird. Yes. Very, very strange. So there are a few questions in the chat that I'd like to bring up uh, for you. So Cheryl is asking, could this be a form of elemental or being from another dimension? Oh, definitely, Cheryl. Yeah, for sure. That's that's what we're thinking. Uh, Karen is asking, do you think this creature is attacking people or just other animals? Um, I don't know about people. I don't, I've not, not heard anything about that. Um, but I the think stories that I've read are, it's, it's intimidating, but to me, is it just trying to push people away? So it's, you're out of its space, right? 
I mean, that's what I, that's the feeling that we got. Um, I mean, I wasn't, like I said, I was going to hang out to find out any, any bit more, but, right. um, but yeah, that's could be, I mean, there is, you know, we're going back now, like to the thirties, there could be stories of that. And we, there's just nothing written about that. We can't really figure that out. I know Linda documented, died. right? Like, right. so you don't even know if there's like an oral history that's been passed down through families that have not maybe come forward either to share the, the story. Exactly. That's um, why those, those, you know, um, uh, invitations, like you had 140 people show up to, to share their stories. That's why those, you know, community sort of events are important. Totally. And then when they're coming forward, telling us the stories about how this thing's walking and how it's fit, and like every story is compared the same way, there's mm-hmm. got to be something there. I always say that there is always truth to the folklore. Yeah. You know, and then come to find out later, like the, the, the following year, well, in 2023, uh, or was it? Tw- no, end of 2022, we did a video on the Beast of Bryn Athen, and that's Bryn Athen, Pennsylvania. It's uh, and apparently it's another dog man that they've been they're describing the same way as they were in Elkhorn. So I'm then I'm thinking to myself, what are these all over the country? Are these all over the world? So well, I, I think so. There must be. They have to be. Yeah. I know up in your area, a good friend of mine, Morgan Knudsen, has also done uh, videos on dog men up in Alberta. Area. Oh, that's my son is in Alberta. Or yeah, my oldest son is is there. Um, but Northern Ontario has its own Northern Ontario is its own crazy little world of UAPs and cryptids and hauntings. It's um yeah, it's wild up there. Kathy is just uh, commenting, I see your alien statues, but this sounds <laughs> like a different kind of portal, not like alien. Yeah, I don't think uh, it's alien. I think it's some kind of, I mean, here's the thing, you know, like you've got Bigfoot, right? People see Bigfoot and all of a sudden it's it's there and then it's gone. Mm -hmm. Does this thing have a way of like cloaking itself? You know, it's like if you see a deer Mm -hmm. and you know how it blends itself into the environment and and it's there, but you sometimes you just can't see it. Your eyes can't adjust to it. Um, Is it something like that? Is it similar to that? I'm not sure, but. Um, it's weird how people see, you know, you can be standing with someone, even if it's like a ghost or a UFO, that person will see it. And then all of a sudden you don't see it or they, yeah. or you see it and they don't see it. It's, it's fascinating. Uh, do, are there tunnels in that area uh, or on uh, that property? Are there tunnels or anything like that? Do they I don't, know? I don't think so. Underground? I don't think so. I don't think that they've, they've looked at that yet. Or um, ley lines, like. Well, that's something that I was I was looking at, and you know, Lee's been wanting to get the hair tested, right, on DNA testing. Right. But unfortunately, the university out there wants to charge like two, three thousand dollars or something like that to get it tested, and it's like, so we're trying to find like a, a um, an area that he could go where they could just do it, you know, and it's just, right. just test it. Um, but so that's been a little bit of a holdup. Um, but as far as like. Uh, ley lines i always thought that there could be those because there are lines like that all over the world mm-hmm. maybe maybe that in that particular area that's one of those areas there because it's got a lot of high strangeness for sure right and uh, so in my brain when i was listening to you 
retell the story. I'm like 140 people and all their different stories. Did you pinpoint it on a map and then you lay line it over top and do you see the consistencies? And it's it's an investment of time and, and energy and you have to be passionate about it. Oh yeah. To, That's what we have to Ellen, do the work, right? Ellen Ellen's our Wisconsin branch researchers. <laughs> so she's been doing a lot of research on that. Uh, right. She's also been doing a lot of research on the uh, tapetum lucidum, uh, whereas, you know, the eye shine, uh, trying to figure out how does this creature have this red glowing? There's got to be a tremendous amount of energy to yeah. have this glow. Um, and that's another thing people have been describing as well. So there's just so many different things about it, but they're all consistent reports. They're not different. They're all consistent. Right. That's the right. most fascinating part about it. One of the questions I had wrote down uh, for you was about your team. Like, how do you decide where you're going to go and the members of your team being having different skill sets, like all the different skill sets and how you balance each other out, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, you know, since I see I don't have those feelings like Dominic or Julie would have going in and yourself where you would go into like a, a location and feel those. And sometimes feelings. before you go to the location. You know, oh, yeah, if totally. you're sensitive, sometimes you just get told we're going somewhere Friday and you get hit with it before. Oh, no doubt. Exactly. Yeah. And I totally believe that. And yeah. so what I'll what I'll tend to do. So my strength is going to be in the research and the locations of where we're going to be where we're going to be uh, investigating and then uh, get those stories from the owner or whoever is on the property. Uh, whether it's bed and breakfast and in a uh, hotel, whatever, you know, what, uh, whatever location it is. Do they reach um, out to you or do you they reach choose? Out to, okay. They reach out to me and then I reach out to them sometimes as well. And I'll get all of the, the history and any of the paranormal history and, and activity. So I'll keep that to myself. And then when oh. we go into a location, I'm not saying anything to Dominic. I don't say anything to Julie. Okay. And then to get that on camera to, for them to go right to those hot spots, it's amazing yeah. because it's like yeah. they're going right. And, and then what happens, and I'm sure you've had this happen too, a story starts unfolding. Yes. And then all of yeah. a sudden, another story that no one even knew about yeah. starts unfolding. And it's like, oh, my God. And it, it happened to us at a, another location. Uh, good friends of ours have a uh, an out architectural salvage company. It's called New Spirit Old Soul, and we oh we, I love that. Yeah, it's a great. But we did on the property is a 1759 farmhouse. So Beth, the owner, has always felt like weird energy in there. Is that the videos that are called Homestead? Yeah, Hallowed Grounds of the Homestead. Okay, okay. And the first video we did for them. Beth, we were upstairs in this bedroom where Beth has always felt this weird energy coming from whatever. She didn't know what it was. So we were in there and we're in the mat. We, we don't use a lot of the gimmicks that a lot of shows use. We don't use REM pods. We don't use spirit boxes or anything like that. that. Only because, you know, they can give a false reading, you know, especially with like your camera equipment can set that stuff off. So we try to. Walkie talkies. Avoid, yeah. And walkie talkies. Right. And so we try to avoid all that. Uh, the main thing we'll use is a magnetometer and we'll use a, uh, um, maybe an EVP, like for, uh, you know, to get some. Can you explain to people what a magnetometer is? Just Mag so magnetometer, magnetometer, basically it's electromagnetic energy. It's going to detect the earth's electromagnetic energy or any residual right. energies in an area. Now that detector, that could also pick up wiring. It could pick up 
you know, if your light's on, you go by a switch, you know, by a, a light switch, and that thing will go off the charts. But we've used this thing where there's been no electricity and the thing's going off the charts. So there's something there, what, whatever that is, if it's spiritual energy, I don't know, but there's some kind of residual energies. And that's what happened this night. This magnetometer is going off the charts in this bedroom. And I had been over by this one area by this table and I went right by the table and I know I didn't hit this plant, but all of a sudden I looked and it, and it was like moving. It was just like moving like that. And I go, Beth, uh, I don't want to alarm anybody, but I, I just saw that plant move. And she goes, uh, and she's a designer, right? So she's a interior designer as well. Right. She went and Beth is very, very like even keeled. She went from even keeled to, I did not put that there. I, that's not there. That was not there. And all of a sudden she just like had this big emotional burst of energy. Right. That she just had a meltdown right on camera. And we're like, whoa, what the heck? So we got her out of there and she was like hyperventilating and everything. So it turns out later that Dominic's sensing this, this spirit that was in the room, which we found out later was the spirit of Elizabeth who used to be uh, the owner of the house okay. back in the 1700s who had a, whose husband, oh my God, and these stories just unfold. The husband wound up cheating on the, the her with one of the workers at the house, had a child with that worker, and the child died. Mm. And it was just so, and the, the child's apparently on the property. So all of this energy is like, she, it's in that particular area. Right. So, uh, and this is Dominic, and uh, and then she had another friend of hers, Renee, who was also feeling these kind of energies as well. So this was one thing. And I had said to Beth, I said, because I'm a respectable guy, I said, Beth, do you want to have that on camera? You know, you really, I mean, it was pretty, pretty heavy. She's like, if that's how it happened, we've got to keep it on there. Well, good like, for, okay. and good for her, you know, yeah. to, to be transparent with yeah. Oh, yeah. the story and transparent with her experience in it. And, you know, for her to be able to process it, was she feeling all of the emotions of the past as well, too, and being open to understanding how discernment for herself. That's, right? what, was That's what was happening. It was just yeah. coming right to her so fast. She didn't yeah. know how to handle it. Yeah. And, uh, and it was just really emotional. And then, uh, I mean, that's happened a few times on a lot of these investigations and we're still trying to figure out where is that coming from? Where, where is this energy coming from? And I mean, obviously we know where it's coming from, but it, there's always a backstory to it. And then it, yeah. it be, and then it becomes this developmental thing where there's a, there's another story that nobody even knew about. Yeah. And then, then somebody comes along and goes, oh yeah, we know about that. And, and what is, what is, why is it revealing itself now? Is there something that you need to do or act? Do the people in spirit need support or help it? Cause well, you end up doing spirit therapy and helping them cross if they're stuck. Like there's was, all kinds of different things, right? I was just going to say that. And I'm sure you've done this too, that you have to help them cross, cross over. So we did that. Um, Julie was with us. Oh, Julie was in this great video we did for the Water Wheel Tavern. It's called What Waits at the Water Wheel. And Julie, and when we had this uh, premiere in October of the video, Julie and Dominic were helped. There was a spirit in that restaurant that they helped cross over that night of the of the event. Mm. Not during the investigation, because we didn't realize that what was going on at that point. But right. it, was, it was at the event 
that Julie, it was good to have Julie on that because she gave a whole nother perspective onto, onto this investigation. So they helped cross her over and apparently now everything's pretty clear now over there. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. And it, and it shows like you could have five different mediums in one location and everyone is going to pick up a different layer because oh, yeah. we all work differently. We're all at different places with our own healing personal journey, which I think affects the depth that we get to and the clarity that we pull in, you know, right. our own personal stuff. Totally. Um, yeah. I agree, Cheryl, so many layers of the past. That's kind of how I look at sessions too. I look at them as a story. So I have a structure that I like so that it just, we get that clear information and backing it up and it just unfolds like a story. I like it and it, then it sort of feels like I have control without sure. me yeah. sounding like I have control issues, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but you well, have to have some sort of boundaries with all of it. Even when you oh, yeah. are doing investigations, right? You have to have, you have some sort of boundaries. Yeah, you, do you, how do you approach that? How do well, you, you as a team? Well, yeah, you, you basically just nailed it on the head there. You've got to have a boundary line there because you can't invite these things in. You've got to pretty much just, you know, have that boundary. Well, let me just say this on this, um, uh, on this Vampa museum that we just did. Uh, Julie saged us. <laughs> so going in and coming out, because mm. this, this is the first time that we've ever dealt with demonic possessions or uh, haunted items, mm. which there are a lot of. Are there a lot in that? Ed's coming on in, I think, the week after Dominic, actually. Oh, yeah. Well, wait till you. Ed is amazing because he's just got a full, no I mean, incredible knowledge of the world of antiquities and I mean just his the items that he has in that museum are not only beautiful they're just so historically significant um and he can tell you more about the, the Dracula lore you know vampires where but what we experienced the other night we went in and got some uh got some extra footage and this has never happened before on camera Dominic was we did a half shot like right about here up you know saying talking about how dominic had heard this particular sound in the barn next door when we were doing the investigation of the barn he had heard it in this haunted doll room well as he says that he heard the same thing it, it he said this he was um he thought it was maybe a voice box or something on one of the dolls that the batteries were dying and it was but those dolls are antiques there's no batteries or anything right as, as he says the batteries are dying we all hear this disembodied voice coming from this room that that he was standing behind and he says and he'll tell you i'm sure that it was trying to reach out to touch him and it freaked everybody out it and i was i was pretty much the only calm one there that <laughs> but all three of us were just going crazy but it yeah. was like it was nuts and that's never happened before like that but it was did so you tap weird. out at that point or keep going Dom did. <laughs> Dom pretty much was done. He didn't want, because he got freaked out. He didn't. And look, you know, and I understand where he's coming from. You know, you you don't want to invite any of these things back. Um, well, this is it. Like, no attachments have ever happened on investigations at this point? No. Yeah, that's good. And thankfully. Um, 
but the the thing is, you know, we all wore our rosaries that night. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, not everybody believes in that. Not everybody believes in having, and, and it's a belief system. So I'm not judging. Oh, yeah. Like everybody's got to approach it in their in their own way, right? But I, I a have faith very, background of some kind is helpful. And I'm not extremely religious, but I have a, a strong faith, you know. Yeah. So, um, but it's, uh, it's, you know, it gives you a little bit of, uh, I don't know, thoughtful protection too. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what just happened. We'll just pull you back in. There we go. <laughs> um, we talk about attachments. <laughs> and then I detached. <laughs> ghosted again. I ghosted again already. First time, not even, a, not even an hour in. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, yeah, everybody approaches. So do you have a, a structure, um, a routine going into an investigation? Like some people well, do a prayer. Some people, you know, make sure that they introduce themselves every time they go into somewhere new. Like, do you have um, something that's important to you that you've, that you, I, a ritual that you follow? I don't introduce ourselves when we go on an investigation at all, just because I don't think it's necessary, to be honest with you, um, because we're not really introducing ourselves. We don't want to introduce ourselves. We want to find out what's going on there, you know? Right, right. Um, but I get what you're saying, just so to yeah. let them know that we're, you know, we're, we're not, we haven't experienced any kind of malevolence because we're not about that. We're, we're about, my show is very, very family friendly. So yes. we had a little bit humor into it but on the same token we're investigating some serious heavy stuff yeah. you know and uh so but we go into it respectfully i would say that you know and we're going in uh so i'll send dominic in and he kind of pinpoints where some of that energy is coming from and we kind of let the the investigation organically develop if, if that makes sense yeah it it certainly does actually i think how did i this is what I wrote down when I was, because I, you know, watched a, a few clips from the different, from the different videos. And this is one of the notes that I wrote that it's um, seeking answers, not just entertainment. Yeah. That's the takeaway that I had when I was watching that's, them. That's really good. I appreciate that. And that's, yeah. that's pretty much what we do. I mean, early on, you know, we were doing videos were kind of like tongue in cheek and things like that. And it was entertainment value, but I think the more and more we've gotten into this, there is a phenomena going on here mm. that is really, I mean, it's fascinating to me. Um, and again, like I said before, you know, at the end of the day, people are seeing something. They're experiencing something. And in our research, I mean, I've seen that, you know, that we're basically, I think there's people that are picked to, uh, to, to see these things, you know? And yes, Julie, Julie saged us at, at the Vampa Museum the last time we were there going in and out. So yeah. that's one of the things that we did. And I felt protected at that point. Do you, do you feel intention also matters? Like what your intention is going into a place? Like I personally feel that if there's spirits in a location that are intelligent or able to, you know, interact, interact, they're going to pick up no different than if we're at a party, 
You know, yeah. we walk into a party, we can tell where we feel aligned or where we don't, or who our back is up against the wall, that they would have the same sort of things with us as well, too. I, I think that I, you're right. I think the other thing is, too, you know, um, a lot of the places that we're investigating are places that have had this activity, like inns, pubs, mm -hmm. uh, restaurants, because I always say if there's a if there's a haunting, they liked being there. You know, and this is why they're still there. That energy is still there. Like some people want to go. Or tragedy. Or tragedy too. Yes, exactly. High emotion of some kind. Exactly. And I know Julie felt that kind of that energy at the Waterwheel Tavern when we did that video. Um, but a lot of people want to go to graveyards and, and investigate graveyards, but there's nothing there. Oh, I don't know about that. Like I, I started this. This would be my second summer, I think maybe third, um, with my friend, I'm like, let's do a pioneer cemetery crawl oh, <laughs> instead of a pub crawl, not a drinker. So I said, let's do a pioneer cemetery crawl. And, and so I, I know that I chatted with you before we started the show about using the geocaching app. Yes. And I found all these obscure, um, pioneer cemeteries like tucked into places that, that you, you know, off the beaten path and, and, there is one cemetery in particular, like uh, growled at, swore at. Whoa. There is definitely something that is holding other spirits at that place. And we haven't really investigated enough yet to find out if um, people have been on the property doing rituals and opened a door, if it's actually something that's attached. But each time we go, there's there's um, some aggressive spirits at that one location. So, but I would agree with you. Like I, I make a list at the beginning of spring and, you know, until fall, we hit all these different, you know, pioneers. And out of the list of 10, we might hit three where we're having a lot of interactive um, stuff happen. But for the most part, we don't. You know, it's funny. You know, I shouldn't say that there's nothing there. I did back in, I want to say the end of 2022 is October of 2022. I was uh, speaking at colleges up in Vermont area. And uh, so we went out on one of the speaking uh, engagements so I spoke a little bit about what we do. And then right after that, we went out and investigated a local graveyard mm. that was that was part of the Vermont University. Uh, yeah, University of Vermont. And uh, <laughs> so we get out there and there was, a, I mean, there must have been 30 kids out there. They were totally, totally into it. But we get out there and I went and I had the magnetometer. I was showing them what was going on. This one student is, we're standing by this gravestone and he didn't have his phone on him or anything like that. And the magnetometer was going off the charts right around him. Mm. And then when he put his hand on the gravestone, it went crazy. It went really, then he took his, his hand off and it went down and it went back. And then he put his hand on it again. So he had some kind of connective thing there. Did you do um, an EVP session in that moment? That would have been interesting to see if did, anything we, picked up. We did, and there was nothing that came up. But we did get a lot of orbs, though, in this one schoolhouse, the red schoolhouse that we investigated right, right after that. So a lot of orbs, but you don't know if it was dust or whatever, you know, sometimes. Moisture, you know. Yeah, exactly. But uh, we've had orbs. Uh, we were in an, in, uh, in an art center in Fitzgerald, Georgia, doing another video for the town of Fitzgerald. And uh, my... But the bass player in my band, Dave Antonell, I, he also accompanies us on some of the videos. And he and I were down there because Dominic couldn't make it. 
and Dave is more of a skeptic than all of us. So, but we were in this art center and he's, we, the camera guy there had the camera on me and Dave, the magnetometer is going off the charts in this one area where they had had uh, African art uh, there before the week before. And this art was supposed to be the type of art that uh, the spirit of that individual was infused into the artwork somehow. Anyway, I'm standing there and the, the magnetometer is going off the charts. And then on camera, you can see an orb come up right behind me Oh, in this okay. particular. It was so wild. So that's uh, that's on video, too. But some of the stuff, I mean, I can't write this. You know, this just yeah. organically happens and it's amazing. And it, it hooks you in and you just it's, it, it is a bit of an adrenaline rush, but it makes you question so many things. Right. Especially. Yeah, it just makes you question. I'm just going to read. There's a couple of comments here. Sure. Karen, Karen is just uh, commenting. I agree. Yes, lucky I've been with my partner when I have seen and experienced stuff makes you feel like you're not going crazy when you have somebody else experiencing with you, for sure. Um, Joanne is just saying, I've been growled at in a cemetery during the day. The uh, one of I'll send it to you. One of the photos that we got um, that uh, my good friend that I do most of the investigations in the cemeteries with, uh, we don't know what it is. She says it, it it kind of looks like a demon dog. That's what I say it looks like a yeah. demon dog. Wow. <laughs> like, like, and what's interesting, yeah, it, it did kind of look like a hellhound. What was interesting at the time. It, that was just a weird, it was a weird investigation because there was uh, the farmer um, had come on to, because it's in the middle of nowhere, came onto the cemetery. They were riding like a side by side, him and it, this female through. They go through, she says, was that a dog? And I'm picking up on somebody that's been murdered and I got all kinds of like weird stuff happening. So she snaps a couple of pictures and then we she saw it physically and then it showed up in wow. the pictures. Wow. But the murder that I was picking up on, because I kept feeling that we had to go up towards the car, towards the road. It was actually the next cemetery that we were going to that was on the list. And there was a huge plaque all about this murder and how the oh whole God. thing had taken place. So I think sometimes if there's energy there, they, um, which was a question I have for you too. They summon you. Like, have you had a place that really felt you felt pulled to check out? Um, uh, well, you know, it's hard. It's hard to say because every, every location I'm, I'm pulled that all the time to, to go to these. Right. Cause, cause I love doing what we're doing. I love telling the stories. Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, you know, but the I would say the Elkhorn investigation and the Bigfoot in the New Jersey Pine Barrens was another one that was pulling. Okay, us. that was oh actually one of the ones that I wrote down to connect with you. That was it was actually I don't even remember now if it was part two or part one. So you can re, you can let me know which one I was watching, um, because the fellow there was having um, was was. Uh, having that experience of moving through cancer treatments. And yes. so there is a clip where he said, you know, he didn't know if there was something about his cancer meds and yeah. then something happens like right in that moment. Well, yeah, that was part two. That's called on the watch for Squatch part two. Yeah. I love it. Um, I just love it. So I yeah. kind of took us to the back end. So why don't you tell, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell the story. 
Oh my God. And, uh, and thank you for watching that too, because uh, his name's Art Mack and he's, he's thank doing, you. he's doing okay. He's doing, Good. he's, you know, I mean, he's going through this to look at him. You wouldn't think anything, but he's no. a, he's a trooper. He's a strong calm, guy. Huh? Calm. He was very, he was very calm. Matter of fact, very calm, very calm. Great guy. Yeah. Um, so, well, we did this investigation a week after we came home from Elkhorn in 2021, we did the very first part. Because there had been a lot of, uh, of sightings of these juvenile Bigfoots in, in New Jersey, in the Pine Barrens. And our, the researchers, Eric Spinner and Art Mack, um, they do a lot of research. They're in the field all the time. So I said to Eric, I said, listen, man, I would love to go down there and do a video on this. See what we could do. See what we can get. Right. So the first time we get down there, you know, we're sitting. And, and Art, it was Art again that, that had this first time happen. Dominic and Art are talking about the protocols that they do for, you know, research and what they, how they go about it. And right. as, they're, as they're talking, we all hear a whoop in the background, like a, a whoop. And I sometimes look at those shows and I go, and the, I see these people whooping and hollering. I'm like, is that what they really sound like? But yeah. I'll be damned if that's not what we heard that night. Was the, was the young girl's name Heather Spinner? Was that's it? Eric, Eric's wife. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah, yes. And she so she answers it back. Yes. Yeah. And it's it was like, brilliant. Oh my God. And they were having a, a conversation <laughs> back and forth. Yeah. So that was and that was all kind of caught on video. So you could see that on, on video. But yeah. that was the first one. And then just September 2nd of 2023, just a few months ago, um, we did a follow-up again, and that was what we did on the Watch for Squatch. Now, earlier, now earlier in this episode, I think we didn't get it too much on there, but Dominic was tuning in with art about his connection to art's mother mm -hmm. um, and how art's mom would take him out looking for UFOs and paranormal stuff all the time when he was a kid. So art's aura right now, as Dominic was looking at him was all kinds of different colors. But when he talked about his mom, it stayed one solid mm -hmm. white aura. That's beautiful. So, which was really cool. So what Dominic was getting at was that Art has this connection with Sasquatch somehow where he's able to, and again, as way out as this sounds that, and maybe some of your listeners will agree or disagree, but he's feeling like the Sasquatch is looking through Art's eyes mm. and seeing through Art's eyes what is going on. Now that came into play that night because again, we're sitting in base camp and we're sitting there talking and I'm like saying to the guys, look, this is great. I, want to, I'm, I really can't wait to get out into the woods and figure out what's going on here. Let's go look for some tracks. And uh, so as we're doing that, Art had said, uh, guys, you know, I don't know if it's because of my medications or what, but, you know, my heart is really racing right now. So as he says that, bam, we hear this cracking yeah. of a branch and you could see it behind us. It's like, it's yeah. like moving behind us. Like, and then for a split second, I saw two yellow eyes about seven feet up, just going back, going like there and then gone, then disappeared. And I was like, oh my God, I could, I just was, I was floored. I could not believe that. And you could see all of our reactions are on the video. It's, it's on the watch for Squatch part two. Yeah. And all of our reactions, that's all genuine. It's not BS. And you can stuff. see the, like the underside of the leaf kind of comes up. So it's got that bit of a yeah. shimmer to it. Like you can see yeah. that it's moving. It's there. Something's there. And I tried to get it as best as I could 
Eric's daughter Anastasia was on camera and she was awesome. She was able to get right over because she heard it too. We all heard it. Great. And it was just crazy. Um, so we heard that and then all both Eric and I heard footsteps or something going through the brush back down to the swamp area. So this in the area that we were in, if folks are familiar with the New Jersey Pine Barrens, we were in an area called the Wharton State Park. And that particular area, we weren't sure if we were going to get any uh, any kind of activity because thank you, Ed. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thank you, Ed. Um. Um, and I, you know, we didn't know if we were going to get any, any activity because um, that area had been uh, caught on fire in July. Oh, yeah, I saw there, that. There were some New Jersey uh, wildfires. So so where we were sitting was basically all the trees were scorched around us. And I thought yeah. maybe that, but I wanted to go back there because that's the same place we were at in 2021. Right. So, man, I'm telling you, th there is something there because there's their activity is at an all time high. And it's just absolutely crazy. So why why I'm saying that going through art uh, art's eyes looking at this thing because I think what art's you know reaction was maybe it was the Sasquatch looking at us exactly why art was getting so freaked out yeah because uh, and then we couldn't we went over there to try to find if we could see any prints we didn't get any prints there's a lot of leaves and so it was really hard to get any kind of uh, any prints or anything like that. Uh, no hair samples, but that was an amazing night. I mean, we had, and we did some uh, tree knocks and, uh, but didn't get anything. Uh, we did more knocks the very first time and we got some more howls and stuff like that in the background, but right. um, yeah, it was an amazing night. And if people don't always think about like what you're seeing on those shows are an edited version of something that's happened. You could right. sit out there for hours and hours and hours and have absolutely nothing. So, well, after, you know, lucky for us, it happens within 20 minutes of us getting there. <laughs> I, love I don't know what it is. I always say it's, it's a magnet. I thought it was Dominic, but you know what? Maybe it's art now when we get down there. Cause it's, yeah. it seems like he's the one, but, um, your your listeners saying, could you smell smell for James? Yeah. His you nickname know, is the whiz. So we yeah, can, you know what? Can I, whiz. I, uh, both in Elkhorn and for the Bigfoot, we didn't smell anything. We didn't smell any, like people would say that they smell that like rotting, you know, skunky. like wet dog skunky smell. We didn't smell anything, anything like that. But it was just phenomenal. And it, it, it really does make you want to go more. I, I think I was... It was the first time I, I'm a late bloomer with a lot of things. So leaving, leaving Ontario and going into the United States, I was like in my forties. <laughs> so wow. okay. I know, That's okay. That's okay. I, I know, but I had the opportunity to go from, I went from La Jolla up to Santa Cruz uh, doing some like investigations and went to like the Sasquatch Museum, I think the Big Bigfoot Museum. And the fellow there talked to me for hours. He was so lovely to me because I just kept asking questions and questions. And then we went for a walk through the Redwoods and it was That's like awesome. to see where the pinpoints were. And I think even not having an experience, but just putting myself out there is memorable. Oh, yeah. Like, like oh, even totally. not having, it's still memorable. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, the uh, every every investigation um, that we're on is fascinating because we're always getting new information. And, you know, the research is always ongoing. That's the thing with with paranormal investigation. You never know, like what you get a definitive answer of what's going on, you know, but yeah. you get you kind of get close to the phenomena, you know, like it's but it's always ongoing now you know, with orbs and ghost sightings, you know, they're doing uh, experiments now with light spectrum because, mm. you know, during the day, maybe there's orbs during the day that we're just not seeing, you know, and these and right. UFOs that we're just not seeing during the day, but people seem to, you know, especially with night vision and whatnot, there's some kind of filter that's, we're able to see these things a little bit more clear. Yeah. So I don't know. That's one thing. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of different ways of approaching it, but we try to approach it as truth-based as possible. And, and being transparent, here's what we found. So right. it's adding to the community so people can grow from that information as well, too. It's not... Totally. Yeah, not hidden. Joanna's I, just asking if you could explain Trinox for her. Oh, Trinox. So, um, you know, a lot of uh, communications, I guess you could say, uh, a lot of research has shown that uh, Bigfoot, Sasquatch tends to communicate through knocking or tree knocks. So you'll see these guys on some of the shows, you know, knocking the trees and and they're hoping for an answer back, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's basically that's what we were doing that night. We we're taking like a squatch stick <laughs> and and banging one of the trees. Right. Certain ways of doing it that you get. And then you have to be completely quiet and hear if you get any kind of knocks back. Because apparently this is a this is a way of communication that they're they're accustomed to. With us not really knowing what we're communicating back with. <laughs> like exactly. you don't really know if you're yeah. saying, hey, I want to play or stay away or bring a pizza. <laughs> like yeah, you know, right. exactly. you don't know. Exactly. You, don't, you just don't know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was just, yeah, so having those knocks. Now, we didn't hear too much of that uh, when we were doing the tree knocks. Just like when we do EVPs, we don't really get much EVP action. Although, the other night when we were at the Vampa Museum, that was the first time that that happened. And yeah. it was it was a voice, and it was like almost like a, well, to me, it sounded like a, gur like a gurgle, like almost like a growl. Oh. Uh -huh. And there's a doll in this one room that's from Burma. It's a huge doll. It's like a, it's like almost five feet tall, and it's got this weird look on it. I mean, it's got real hair, and it's just so bizarre. And when I had the camera looking on it after we were after we heard this thing, I don't know. I mean, you know, of course, I'm trying to keep it as steady as possible, but right. it, it's looking like it's moving back there. You know, like it's moving around. So it was weird. Um, that's something that we're we're looking into now, and that video should be out in May, May or June. That we're going to release that video so uh, the the frustrating thing is when i'm doing i'm doing all the editing which i'm i'm priding myself into at least getting when we do an investigation we usually within 30 to 45 days i'll have the video done it's wow. it's basically we set up events for the videos that take a couple of months to get to you know right um but uh julie i hope that you get to see the redwoods because it's <laughs> um yeah it, it it's uh, have you have you been have you been it's it's uh, I don't even have words <laughs> like and I'm from northern Ontario and northern Ontario is uh beautiful and magical but it's 
rocks, cliffs, trees. It's, uh, yeah, it's just powerful. And that's how it felt there. Electric and wow. like it, like it has its own pulse. And if you, like Julie, you being intuitive and sensitive, you would, you would feel that there's a pulse when, when you're there. So we walked barefoot. My friend and I walked barefoot through the whole park. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause it, 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 you just, you felt it more. And it, you it felt was, connected. You're felt, you grounded yeah. obviously. Yeah. That's great. Um, so Gar James is in Washington. You can correct me. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's where I sent your Christmas card this year. Was <laughs> 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 was Washington Knox and Howells, and he's like got a little yeah, cabin up in the mountains as well too. But I don't doubt it, man. I, I mean, Washington is a huge hotbed for Sasquatch yeah. activity, and uh, you know, and with the California wildfires too. You know, we a lot of thought was that a lot of these creatures and the cryptids were migrating east because we've been getting a lot of activity out here. Well, would they not just be migratory anyway if they were following their food sources? That's true. Could be. Potentially. Yeah. Like if we look at it that way. You don't really see too much activity in the middle of the state or in the middle of the country, right? You only see a lot on the West and East Coasts and a lot of activity apparently on the Eastern Seaboard, like even as much so as the West. So, yeah, it's, I mean, but I'm wondering though, if it's also, could it be Bigfoot or is it also Dogman at the same time? Right. And do they hunt each other? Or, yeah, or, or do they work together? That's the other or, thing or, we were thinking. Like, like a pack. And could the Hellhound be working with Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Down the rabbit hole we go. I know, I know. Oh, my God. It's like but, but that's part of the excitement in it is, and the what if, and what if, and what if, and what if. And, and oh, that's yeah. how we learn more, right? Like, is by totally. asking Totally. I've learned, I've learned so much on these investigations that I, I didn't really know. Here's the other thing too. It's like, I am so fascinated with the fact that we, when we do these videos, just locally, people have no clue at, at you know, what's in their own backyard. You know, they're basically, yeah. they're like, they're, they drive by these wonderful venues every day, but they yeah. don't know the history. So that's what we're doing. We're telling people it's pretty much like a paranormal tourism TV show where we're showing people what to do, where to stay, what to do. But at the same time, we're experiencing all of these crazy things on, on camera. And it's, right. it's just amazing. Um, we are, uh, we're doing a video uh, coming up pretty soon of a winery in our area called New Hope. Um, oh, I had talked to you gonna... that morning, actually, yeah. with yeah. the morning of your meeting. Oh, my God. And so that's going to be really cool. And then uh, we have, a... <laughs> and then my, my buddy Ken Kitchings up in Connecticut we're going to do a video at the Old Lime Inn uh, in Connecticut in May. Uh, he has the Side Door Jazz Club. So this is the first time that we're going to be in a jazz club doing a oh, video so it's right up our alley. And uh, so that's going to be in May. And then, um, oh, man, it's just it's going to be busy. It's going to be a very, very busy year. And just in October, we had so many events having, you know, uh, right. you know, for, for everything that we did. And then November and December of last year, what I do with my jazz quartet, we always do our char we do a holiday concert tour. So we go up and down the Eastern Seaboard, performing a lot of the music from the Charlie Brown Christmas cartoon and oh, um, and a lot of originals. 
and that every single concert was sold out this time around. It was phenomenal wherever we went. And I don't say that to boast. I say that because for 30 years, I've been trying to bring more people into jazz and the way we're presenting it. And it's finally nice to see people there sold out, smiling, having a great time listening to music. Right. And, um, and then my, my, like I said, my jazz audience has followed me into the paranormal world. They're out there going, we love your show, you know? So it's, <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. So you're um, sparking that enthusiasm, right? And broadening people's minds in, in all kinds of different areas. I, I hope so, man. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you are just tuning in and joining us, uh, you are listening to uh, Spirit Switchboard. I'm your host, Carolyn Lynn Shellhorn, and you are listening to us live on the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network. 105.3 and 107.7 New Orleans. So my guest this week is Eric Mantell of Eric Mantell Investigates. And we are talking about all things paranormal, creepy, unknown, cryptids, UAPs. Everything. Everything. Yes. <laughs> Julie is just commenting, um, Eric, that Mike loves your setup there with the... Uh, there you go. Mike, here it is, man. This here is it. ETs. Yeah. Oh, we lost you again. <laughs> let's just bring you back <laughs> it was so powerful i just got knocked off <laughs> i think julie needs to check it and make sure you didn't bring home an attachment <laughs> exactly every time we have to like change it out reset it, reset it. <laughs> it's all good denise oh so uh denise is just asking what what platform streaming place sure. channel are your videos on you could, Denise, that's a great question. You could see, if you want to see it right away, there's a lot of videos on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe. It's Eric Mintel Investigates. Also, friend us on Eric Mintel Investigates on Facebook uh, and on Instagram and, and TikTok and all that good stuff, too. Eric Mintel, I think, is on, on TikTok. And then, um, yeah, I mean, and then we're on a lot of different cable stations, but we're working with, like, we're trying to get a travel channel show. We're trying to do, you know, so we've got a million things going on that, we're trying to keep trying to do um and uh, so i mean it's so much fun and thank you for having me on tonight this, this oh i was super excited that actually that all of you that whole little gang uh is is part of uh, going to be part of the spirit switchboard so dominic is coming on oh yeah Ed is coming on oh julie yeah. looks like we have uh i've got a spot open february 16th julie you're on you're on if you want one i've got a spot open julie, <laughs> and then after and march 22nd julie and her husband mike are some of the greatest people they're really really great great people and and that's what we try to surround ourselves with people that are like-minded forward thinkers um, and that's a lot of the people that I've worked with, with a lot of the videos that I've worked with, um, you know, they're forward thinking because they know that this genre is huge and it's the way we're presenting it. It's that's the key. And it's it's the key with my jazz. It's it's the key with this. It's how you present the material. Um, and and I have a means to an end with the videos, too. That's we're just like I said before, we're just not doing the videos to do the videos. We've got the TV outlets to to show these. So it's yeah. a wonderful, wonderful situation and people are loving what we're doing and we love doing it and meeting people. And, um, and I'll tell you, you know, I, uh, I got to tell you guys my, uh, my UFO story. Okay. You know, so, 
Julie, I'm going to get your information from, from Eric at the end of the, the show, if that's okay. Or you can email me and we will hook up and we will have you on the show. I'm you, looking forward to it. And Julie, just put your social security number right here. And <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. But, um, no, no. But I would love to hear about the UAPs because it's such a thing now, right? Well, they're saying that they're being more transparent. Your American government is saying they're being more transparent. Well, I think with the UFO situation, yeah. I mean, they're at least yeah. they're saying, look, folks, you know, there's you guys are seeing these these things that, yes, these UFOs are real, um, but we just don't know what they are. I really don't think they know what they are. They don't know what we're dealing with. Um, yeah. You know, then you've got a lot of these other things that happened in Miami just recently at the Miami Mall. You've got aliens at the mall. Now, I don't know if that was bogus or not, because, I mean, there's like over 300 police cars there. I mean, it was just for a the, this thing was supposed to be a fight that broke out. With and, no cam footage, no body cam footage, no car but cam. Then you've got the Las Vegas uh, story about the Las Vegas aliens in the backyard of this one house that. There was some footage of that was really weird. And I was like thinking to myself that, yeah, this could be CGI, which it probably is, which unfortunately, you know, a lot of the stuff now that we've got AI and CGI, right. any of the stuff that you've got out there now, I, I hate when people are putting out these fake UFO uh, sightings in the, because it, it really ruins the research. It's like people are, I, I hope that people don't think that that's real because a lot of the stuff that they're putting out there is not. If you go back to the seventies, with a lot of the film footage, that stuff is more likely to be real than than what that what we've got now. You know, a lot of the right. the, the CGI. But every once in a while, you get things that are like, "Wow, this is interesting." Um, but no, thank I you, know. Denise. I'm glad that you you found Eric and that you are following following along. And oh, thank you. That's awesome. Um, thank you so much, Denise. I appreciate that. Cheryl is just saying from ancient runs, there are pictures drawn on the rocks of sky people. I have to say too, we've got a big uh, paranormal convention coming up on uh, March 9th. I know you guys, I don't know, everybody's all from different areas, but uh, we're going to be March 9th at, uh, at Bucks County Community College in uh, Newtown, Pennsylvania. And we've got the, the featured speaker is going to be Nick Pope from Ancient Aliens. And Bill Burns is also going to be there from yeah. UFO Hunters. Um, myself and Dominic are going to be there. Uh, and we've got Eric Spinner and Jim Krug and Tom Carey. It's going to be all about UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, you name it. Uh, we'll, we'll have vendors and food trucks there. Talks. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be. This is our first time that we've done this. So Love it. It's, uh, it's something that it was screaming in our area that needed to be happening. So I'm really happy that it's it's coming and it's it's tickets are going good. Oh, so that's can, awesome! Yeah, t uh, people can find tickets on my website, ericintelinvestigates.org, uh, and also at Bucks County Community College. But on my website is more likely to find it. Um, but I mean UFOs. I mean, my girlfriend and I were going. This is 20 February of 2016. We were going over this bridge outside of New Hope, Pennsylvania. It's called Center Bridge. And we were going over the bridge. She lived in a house in Stockton, New Jersey at the time. And we're going over the bridge and all of a sudden over the, and we're going over the Delaware and out of the corner of my eye, I see five orange orbs just appeared out of nowhere. And it looked like swirling lava. It was just like, it like just came into our reality or something. Mm -hmm. So I'm like looking at this. And now in the few seconds that this happened, 
uh, in my rational mind, I'm thinking, could this be, could this be like uh, Chinese lanterns? Because there's a restaurant there. Maybe there's, maybe there's a wedding or something going on. Somebody just lit off, but it was a Wednesday night. It was cold. It was like February. So there was nobody getting married. Right. And we looked at these things and it looked like they did a search pattern over the river. And then one by one, they just started disappearing. But I was able to get one shot of it. It blew us away. I mean, it was something that was just unbelievable. And um, and never never had that kind of thing happen, ever. And just to see this was amazing. And then looking at some of the shows, again, that people are seeing these things, that's what we're, those were the same things that we saw. These, like, just these orbs that are just hanging there. So that was amazing. And then I have... I have a guard after uh, after Kathy too. I have a uh, I have a I have a guardian angel story. I got to tell you too. I'm just gonna share. I'm just gonna share a couple of things Kathy is sharing with us. So Nick Pope has many legitimate connections with investigators, um, and and then she made a spelling error, and I was like, I was trying really hard, Kathy, to understand what the question was, but then you did the correction, and then I got it. <laughs> and oh yeah. <laughs> Yes, but yes. hopefully they do bring muffins because it is all about the snacks. I, I am all about muffin the snacks. Breath, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. we've got we've got um, yeah, we've got some representatives from Rufans that's going to be there as well from the from the Pennsylvania chapter. So the sighting that my brother had was also a huge orange light in the sky that was behind uh, the neighbor's barn. When we do you were. know what year that was? Oh, I think I was 12 or 13. So it was a okay. while ago because I'm okay. 52. So this is a while ago. And Northern Ontario as well, too. So amazing. I mean, it's just, again, it was just like, you know, I've always had like with with everything paranormal, I've always been, again, a little on the skeptical side. Like I'm not open minded gonna... skeptics is how we should all be. Even right. even I... us as sensitive should be still uh, yeah, totally. skeptical and trying to debunk first. Totally. And I so I go into a lot of these, like I don't want to go into an investigation thinking that everything's haunted all of a sudden. You know, it's like this is this place is haunted. We don't know. We go in with a complete open mind. Um and I but, wanted yeah. to comment too, like I as as a as a medium, like this it's my full time gig, like sessions and and in, like it's been my full-time gig for 17 years now and my life since I was a kid so I appreciate that you respect the people that you are investigating with to not give them that information and to let them be who they are and do what they can do to the best of their abilities because that adds to it and and you're not you know watering it down or feeding right. the information and you can all be transparent in that it's super frustrating as a as a as a medium and i um i'm known for saying it i had like swag made hoodies and t-shirts that said shush with love because <laughs> it was like please stop no stop talking yeah oh yeah oh totally yeah and that's you know what it, you're it's funny you say that because a lot of times you know we'll get on site and the owner will be like very you know excited to tell what's going on yeah but dominic's they want to be heard yeah and dominic's there and he's like oh sh wait wait don't say anything don't 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 <laughs> so i have dominic either he he, he shows up yeah. later or goes out into the oh, other good. you know so uh yeah. yeah and and this happened again like when we did an investigation of this hanoverville roadhouse dominic had no idea where we were going until we got on site and uh, and then he picked up on a whole bunch of stuff that was going on there. 
And then it turns out that we we had a static camera in the attic where there's been a lot of activity. And in this mirror that was in the attic, we caught a shadow coming up in the mirror and coming down. And so Mark, the owner, says to us earlier, he says, whatever you do, don't touch the mirror. Oh, <laughs> there was, the, he said a paranormal group was in here before they turned that mirror around and all hell broke loose in here. So he said, whatever you do, don't touch the mirror. Of course, some of my friends would say, why didn't you touch the mirror, man? You should have just turned it around. But I wasn't going to do that. So I just we left it alone. But we saw and you could see this in the video. It's it's uh, a haunting at the Hanoverville Roadhouse. You could see this at the end. The shadow comes up into the mirror just like that and comes back down. And there was nobody up there. And no light source or anything no like lights, that. nothing. Yeah. So weird. But I got to okay. tell you real quick. I got to tell you my guardian. We got, we've got lots of time. We've got about 20 minutes. I think I, I don't know if your listeners have ever had this experience, but um, back in 1997, I was on my way to a gig on my way to a, a jazz gig and out here in Bucks County. And I'm going down. It's like, and it's cold. It's like a January night. It's cold. It's for probably around five thirty-six, so it's dark really early. And I'm I'm booking along down this one dark road, and I'm like late to the gig, so I'm trying to get there. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a deer runs out in front of me, and I hit it, and I felt terrible. And I'm like, so I hit this deer. Couldn't I couldn't do any reaction to it. It just was there, mm. and hit it and we're 60 feet sliding down the road together, the deer and my, and the car. So I stop and I, I get out of the car and I'm looking at this and the, and it's in my headlights and I'm looking at this thing and I felt so terrible. I'm like, ah, and I hear now I'm a piano player for those who don't know, I play piano and I hear a woman's voice in the woods behind me in the dark say, how's your hands? And I turned around and here this woman comes out of the woods, takes this 200 pound deer by the ear and just drags it off the road like it's nothing and says, you better get off the road. You better get in your car and get off, get off the road. So I did. I left. But when I when I saw her, if you if you could picture this, when if you ever see somebody in the headlights, if someone's standing in front of the headlights of your car, you get like that blurry image. You can't really see the outline of that person. You know, they're there, but you just see them. That's what she looked like to me and then said, you better get off the road. So I got in my car, got out of there, went to the gig, told the guys what happened. I had like a little dent in the front of my hood, which was, you know, it was pretty right. big. Dent. So I went back the next day. I went back that night because I had to go back home that way. The deer was gone, but I went back the next morning and I thought to myself, well, maybe there was a house back there. Maybe the, uh, there was a woman that spooked this deer out and that's why I hit it. But I went back there. There was not one house to be found. Nothing. It was nothing but woods. And there has been this story of this lady in white here in Bucks County. That, and I'm, I'm wondering if that's who it was. And also, my father had had an incredible encounter. And he said even on his deathbed last uh, two years ago, I asked him again. I said, Dad, did this really happen? He's like, yes. So he would... In the 70s, he was my dad was a partier, you know, and he was um, he would go out and have and come home late and he'd be home sometimes two in the morning. And uh, he swears he was sober this night and he was not <laughs> doing anything. But he right. had a th he had a, uh, um, a thing where he would cook a steak on the grill. We had a little hibachi that was on our front porch. And he said he was sitting there one night cooking this grill. It was a clear night. 
And we lived across the street. There was a road and then across the street about maybe a half a mile was the Delaware River. Again, the Delaware. So he's looking out there and all of a sudden he sees this woman, a, a white figure floating on the water. And he's, and he's looking at this person. He sees her hair flowing and everything. And then when she turned to look at him from a half a mile, like a half a mile away or a quarter of a mile away, her face came right up to his when she turned to look at him. And then when she turned back, she went back again to the water. And then as she's walking, she's going, I'm going home. I'm going home. And it was like echoing through the valley. And he swears that happened. And then she just disappeared. And then there are stories of this lady in white here in Bucks County. So I'm wondering if that's the same person I had an uh, encounter with. Um, and then he had gone to a psychic medium and said that the psychic uh, told my dad that he had a very blue aura around him and that I had one that was even greater. But I don't have that. You know, I don't think I've developed that. But maybe it's maybe talent wise. You know, I'm able to, you know, sit at the piano and play anything I want. You know, I don't know, but there's, it's, a, it was there's an intuition to to being a musician. There's an an, yeah. an intuitive channeling that happens, right? Um, oh, there's things that I don't even know. Space. I don't even know where they've come from. Like in yeah. the, uh, you know, in our improvisations, you know, we don't rehearse. People are saying, "Do you guys rehearse that?" And I, if people want to check us out, it's Eric Mintel Quartet on YouTube. We do a lot of concerts and stuff, but we can't rehearse that. I mean, it's just right. it, it, there is an intuitive factor. There's a I think there's like all the senses are going at the same time. That's right. And, and when you're listening. in a non-thinking space, like it, when it's uh, when you have full breath and it's non-thinking right. that you're you're open to receiving and it just sort of channels channels through. Exactly. Do you not feel being around intuitive people and doing these investigations that your muscle, that intuitive muscle is developing or growing? Like, do you not get that? Oh, yeah, the energy feels like there's going to be something here or not here. Do you pick up on those? That's a good question. I I do a lot of talking to the universe. Let's just put it that way. Oh, <laughs> I love that, though. I'm I'm about that. I really That's am brilliant. a strong believer in that. And uh, I mean, I can't tell you how many times that things have happened for me that when I've asked for that intention mm. and it's amazing. So there's, and the there's, more you recognize it and say, thank you very much, the more you receive. Exactly. And I think the main thing is if you could get people what they want, then you'll have everything you need. Yeah. If, that, it, if that makes any sense, mm -hmm. you know, it's like a selfless kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but, well, I get asked that a lot in sessions, like about path and purpose, and and I I am very vocal about it, and I I share it all the time that our purpose is to share the gift of who we are unconditionally with the world around us, oh, and yeah, totally. we're always learning about who we are. Like the gift of who we are is always evolving, right? But you know, sharing it with everyone is is what we're meant to do. Totally. And you know, when I started my paranormal show, I thought to myself initially, I was like. Am I going to alienate my jazz audience? You know, am I going to put myself mm. out there? But you know what? Again, if you have a belief in yourself and a belief in what you're doing, none of that matters because, I, and I'm glad I didn't second guess myself because people love what we're doing. Yeah. And yet, yet every once in a while, you'll get a negative comment. But I mean, for the most part, everybody's been positive about what we're doing. And because uh, they, can, they yeah. can see that people are very- Well, you're very, a human being and multifaceted. So right. music isn't- all of who you are. 
there's exactly. there's more to you than that. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Roseanne is just asking, what are your thoughts about the many, many? <laughs> many, many. Shows on TV. She just said it. Many, 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 many. Um, I think, you know, there's some good, there's some bad. I think there's a lot of the shows are more entertainment value than, than they are truth-based. Um, and that's fine. You know, that's. And that's there's cool. room for everyone and there's a market for everyone or they totally. wouldn't be as long lasting as what they are. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, they've got to hit, you know, they're speaking to somebody, you know, mm -hmm. and that's, that's the thing because people are having like, like I've said before, people are having these experiences. So a lot of these things are something that, you know, are speaking to people. And, uh, you know, I, a lot of times I'll get people saying, you know, sending me messages saying, you know, our house is haunted. Please help us. Please help us. And I, that's not what I do. I don't yeah. do that. I wouldn't be able to go in and, and, you know, sage a house and get rid of that spirit. But right. I will direct, I direct them to the people that I know that do that. And, uh, well, yeah. that's what these, uh, I personally feel that the many, many TV shows are at least opening the conversations. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're totally. opening the conversations and, and you know, you, you will find what you need to find. Well, would we even be talking about this 15 years ago as we are freely talking about it now? Yeah. I mean, it's, I think the entire world is open to all these different possibilities. Yeah. I mean, look what, look what everybody went through with COVID, right? I mean, if that like- just, not, We can't say that word. We have to be careful. We, okay. we can get dinged. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, the, it's the, the C word where we were all locked down. <laughs> pretty, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But if we could yeah. survive that, you know, yeah. and it's like this, just this kind of a, this thought process. You know, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy times, but I'm so glad that people are open to it. And the government is actually coming out and, and having these these hearings, although the hearings aren't really answering many questions, but at least they're having them. And that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, again, like the conversations are beginning. Yep. Um, even at those those higher levels, whether they're fully transparent or not. Um, but there'll be more accountability if more people are asking for it. Right. More people are, are pushing to have those. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, people just want to know. Well, I don't, do you feel everybody's ready? Really? I don't feel everybody's quite ready. Well, but... that was, well, that was my point with the C word. I think if we, yeah. if we get through that, we're ready for other stuff, you know? Yeah. You know, but definitely flip. during that time period, there was an uptick with people having experiences of paranormal and because we were home. Yeah. I mean, yes. you know, and we're, and we're more sensitive to what's going on around us, you know, and we were thrive We were thriving. Emotions heightened as oh, well yeah. too. Oh, and we were thriving with video because the idea was once everything opens up again, you know, people are going to go want to experience these places, but we were getting a lot of people that were just like, you know, UFO encounters, I mean, we just got done doing a uh, UFO video last year. All of last year, we had a huge UFO flap here in, in Bucks County. People were seeing the same uh, brightly lit object, multiple lights, hovering mm -hmm. low, silent. People were sending me drawings of what they're seeing. And uh, so we went on site to one of our witnesses, which actually right down the road here, and Mitch and Rob and Sherman, they were not hesitant about being on camera. That's it was awesome. great. And we actually had an encounter that night with something. We, uh, oh my God, we, you know, he was pointing in the area that he saw this object and we were all looking up and we caught it on video. It was like a, a, a light came on and then blinked out. 
So something was out there. And some people were saying, well, that could have been a satellite. I don't think it was a satellite. So do you feel that intention also mattered if it's coming around their property that there's maybe an intuitive or telepathic connection where they can ask for that to yes. come in? Yes. You know why? And that's a great question because yeah. why, what, why I think that's true. Robin had some kind of a, an experience there. And I don't know if some of your listeners might've had this too. She said that she's sitting there watching this thing and all of a sudden a light, which was only about the, she said the size of a finger, a light beam came up to her face mm. and like was there and then shot right off. So she's, she's saying that this thing shot up and I'm thinking to myself, could this thing be scanning her? Is it like looking to see what. Or connecting. Trying to connect because yeah, we've had just... other, we've had other stories happen Interesting. with that same kind of light. Also in Elkhorn, the same thing. Lee has pictures of these light beams that are coming down out there. So it's an inner. It would be interesting thing. to do it again with her and, and ask her if she'd be willing to, you know, um, listen to drumming music or play drumming music, put herself into some kind of like meditative breathing state and ask for that to pull in and see if something happens kind would, of like on demand. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Because that's what I think the intention is there. Yeah. Um, and he's been, they've been getting more activity there. Mm. So we, uh, and uh, it feels it, it there's no harm in that like it's clearly no. there out of curiosity and connection and you know if if she has that clear heart where she's brave to say this is the story then you yeah. know maybe there's more story going to unfold through her right oh my god yeah these these guys are incredible i mean they're just uh, very genuine people and i mean he's got a reputation too so he's but he's very vocal about these things that he's experienced and in our research, again, I feel as though, and I'm sure you feel this too, people are picked to, mm -hmm. to experience these experiences. And some of these people maybe have their antenna is a little bit more attuned to these experiences. And that's why they're mm -hmm. able to have these profound experiences. I, it would also be interesting to see if that person had experiences as a child and are, yeah. is starting to remember as an yeah. adult because of the yep. new experiences triggering old memories. Totally. That's exactly. And we do that. We ask them a lot of times. We say, has this something that's been happening all your life or just recently? And most of the time they've had other or they've had family members that have had those experiences. So mm -hmm. we feel sometimes it may be generational, too. So... I'm just, I'm just going to put it out there as well, too. I would also be curious, and I would ask those people who are having those those sort of interactions with UAPs or, or those light sources if they have weirdness with owls as well, too. I can't believe you just said that. Yeah. Well, there's well, there's I a backstory to that for I me. Oh, my God. You have a story. Okay. Yeah. But... Yeah, we don't need to go into my story. I'd love to hear your story. <laughs> well, yeah, I, mean, I had an existential crisis over the summer with memories and owls and light sources and aliens. I had a, a whole thing happen. But well, not to bring this. I don't want to bring the show down too much here. But my girlfriend just lost her daughter uh, to mm. cancer on January 9th. And wow. she had uh, a very sorry, very advanced uterine cancer. And uh, she, um, you know, it was diagnosed in August and, and then in January. And then, but mm. Sherry, 
uh, asked her before she passed, she said- Sherry is your girlfriend? Yeah. So we're clear. Sherry, yeah. Okay. Sherry asked. And uh, her daughter's name was Paige. And she said, you got to show me some signs that you're here, you know, that you're still with me. Give me the owls. Show me the owls. Mm -hmm. or, I mean, well, the last few days now, owls have been hooting out here. Oh, that's beautiful. And we have not had any kind of owl activity in a while. Wow. So, I mean, it was just amazing. And then, uh, then at the other day, a cardinal, uh, a cardinal had been uh, tapping on our window, but she asked her, show me another sign. And then the cardinal brought his, his girlfriend over. <laughs> so they're both, you know, they're so yeah. it's, it's just amazing. So it's, you know, I want to say like a comforting kind of thing for her. Um, but it's, it was just amazing. So when you said owls and I said, I'm looking at the owl behind you. Yeah. There's I, actually the one, the, there's the big one behind me. And then two, um, I guess it would be your right. There's another one and right behind my head. Okay. Kind of oh, right yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. There's an, there's owls all back there actually. So owls are important. And we're also finding now owls are connected to, believe it or not, extraterrestrial oh that's what i mean like to yeah. your neighbor that had that light source i would i yeah. would ask if they also have some sort of alien or like an owl story that i'm gonna made. i'm i'm gonna definitely definitely reach out to them because um, there is a connection for sure wow there is a connection well when you and get back with signs from spirit like signs from spirit i tell people it just needs to it's it's it just needs to be weird it's weird yeah. and and then you know for sure and and again they want to connect so the more you say thank you very much this was awesome and yeah. bring it on it's it's okay you give them those sort of boundaries with what you're comfortable with and and they'll do that because they want you to be as joyful and peaceful here so you can be more of purpose and of service absolutely yeah sorry for the soapbox no no, no that's i could have, have said it better but i i totally yeah. agree yeah. Um, and that's been a very, very strong force in both of our lives that way. So yeah, mm. for sure. And how um, wonderful for the two of you to um, have one another uh, with a same belief system or being able to support each other through uh, that journey, right? Yeah. And oh, absolutely. Yeah. She and exploring the other side and, and having faith and comfort in it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and she's uh, sensitive too. she's a sensitive. So she's got that mm. second sight, which has been amazing too. I've tried to get her out on some investigations. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it's hard when you, it's kind of hard when you bring family around. I have to drag, I like, I've dragged my sister around <laughs> and, <laughs> and sometimes they're like, why are we here? <laughs> yes. And she, cause she doesn't, my sister doesn't want to step into using her intuitive abilities at all. She just, yeah. um, it's is she's scared of it she doesn't want to have those interactions so um uh michelle's just asking really quickly i wonder why owls are the choice for them i i don't know if it's just a an easy thing for us to connect with there it's a whole thing we'll have to do a show maybe we'll do a show about owls and aliens and that would be fun. you know the we thing, can do you guys remember that book uh, communion by whitley streber yes Okay, so he has a section in there where he thought he was there. There were owls in the house that night. Yes, and there's that, a yeah. There's another book um, by Mike, and I'm uh, sorry that I can't remember his name, but it's Owls as Messengers, and and from his experience as well too, which kind of led my spiral down in the <laughs> summertime. Um, Gra is just sharing. Do you believe that a large quartz deposit could attract 
UFOs. I don't, I don't know. I, I've actually not heard that, but it's something that I will research a little bit more to see. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I have heard similar stories of that, like quartz and gold is another thing. Um, you know, gold is another attraction. Uh, could it be a power? Maybe it's a power source. I don't know. Kathy, are you talking uh, about? Uh, You're talking about Whitley Strieber. Okay. I'm sure. Yeah, because he uh, there's a great uh, documentary on him called The Visitors. Um, and uh, yeah, he is yeah. still getting visitations to this day. And it has like his wife passed as well, too. Right. So they have that. Oh, yeah. And then she came back in the form of a moth. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. Yes, super wild. Um, oh, right. A, yeah. And yeah, they did a thing where he has an implant as well. They can't get it out of his, uh, I guess, the, on the side of his ear. Um, yeah, I think we will. We will. I will. I will look into where I can put that on the calendar for sure. In, in doing that. This has been, this has been uh, great. Thank you uh, so much for responding to my email really quick. Oh, like it was, it was, it was, I was so excited. Absolutely. Um, uh, oh, yeah, about having on the show. Do you want to give another quick uh, shout out to where people can uh, get information about sure. the paranormal uh, paracon that you've got coming up and where to find yep. you? So a couple of things people could, uh, if they're in the Bucks County, Pennsylvania area or New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware area, or don't um, mind traveling too, because yeah. people will travel. If you're, hey, if you'd like to travel, come on out, do a road trip. Yes. Um, we're at the, uh, so March 9th, we're going to be at Bucks County Community College on uh, March 9th from 12 to 7 p.m. It's the very first uh, Bucks County Paracon. And uh, we're going to have featured speaker there is going to be Nick Pope from Ancient Aliens. We've got Bill Burns from UFO Hunters, myself, and Dominic Sattel will be there. Um, we've got, uh, Jim Krug, uh, Eric Spinner and Tom Carey, and we're going to definitely, I'm, I'm not to slight any women, but next year we're going to have a lot of women speakers on as well. So okay. we've got that, um, in the, in the mix. This is our first one that we're doing. So we're trying to keep it local to the area. And, uh, and now we're going to be able to do this on a yearly basis, but it's, uh, March 9th from 12 to 7. And you could find tickets on my website. It's ericmintelinvestigates.org. And, uh, and then people can find my show at Eric, uh, Eric Mintel Investigates on YouTube. And they're great. Like, please go check them out and like, subscribe, hit the notify button. If you hit that notify bell, then you get definitely. to know when everything is, is uploaded new. Um, that would be fun. Oh, yeah. And we've got a new one coming out, actually, this, uh, this Saturday night, I believe. It's, uh, it's our part two of Bray Road, which I, oh. re I just re-edited. And uh, I took some things out of it that didn't need to be in there. And now I've got a, because I don't think a lot of people had seen this part too. And oh my God, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, that's brilliant. I, thank you, Heather, for, for watching the show and, and, uh, and your comments. Um, if you guys are, are listening, you know, hang out for a little bit longer. Around quarter after eight Eastern time is the Church of Mavis, or Mavis, sorry, Church of Mavis, uh, with Jeffrey Pritchett. He's going to be talking about time travel, UFO, and timelines uh, tonight, uh, which, you know, is, is excellent. Next week on the show, I have um, Paul and Angela Johnson, the enigmatic explorers uh so they are um a husband and wife team that travel to the u.s doing investigations bigfoot um 
uh, hauntings, all of that fun stuff. They have a podcast and two actually YouTube channels as well too. Haunted, um, it's history and hauntings in the United States, I think is one of them. And I just got to look quick. Ghost talk haunted locations is, Ooh, is the other one. So they're going to come on uh, next week. So thank you very much to all of the uh, listeners and uh, people in the chat and the comments and the questions. You guys are very much appreciated. Uh, big shout out to the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network 105.3 and 107.7 uh, New Orleans. So thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, Eric. And have a good night, everyone. Thank you. Good night. Thank you.